1: Hello everybody and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this Billy DeVore. And sitting across from me as always, is not Lee? Sitting across from me, he is the co-host of Fuck You, We Like, The Bangles, and dear friend of the pod, dear friend of Life Ship you know, life ship, and his hands are covering up the microphone because they're just so goddamn big. Make a lot of noise for the one and only, Alex Schubert.
2: Hello, daddies. I'm back, what's up, nasty boys and girls all
1: around the whole wide world? Did you just say daddies? I did say daddies. Okay. Well, how do we start this thing over? Yeah, <laughs> to hit the record button. That's body. one thing
2: that Billy does all the time whenever I say a stupid joke at like a party <laughs> or something. He's like, all right, so how, do, or like we did that with, with the Zoom parties or something like that. Yeah. It was like, how do I exit? So like, you know how, asshole. <laughs> My favorite thing to do was just to be like, all right, so
1: how do I mute you?
2: <laughs> when I, <And> then <gasps> you did for a few minutes and it just. And that was just like mute talk just to be a shit,
1: and it just made the, everyone's life better it was pretty great
2: <laughs> it made everyone's life better for about three minutes
1: yeah then I unmuted yeah and then, there, then and I, everyone's I, got and everyone's <laughs> life got worse again and <laughs> <laughs> so uh welcome to the pod thanks for coming on thank you for having me back Lee is on the road and we are recording right now at 8. Oh, 2 p.m. 8:02. Getting ready for the Reds Brewers game. The pinnacle. The start of the rest of the season.
2: Yes. Well, they- technically, every game is the start of the rest of the season. God damn it! Now I gotta, I gotta
1: figure out how to start this over again. <laughs> you know what I fucking meant, asshole. This is technically the start of a seven-game series. Yes, it is because you've got the four in Milwaukee, you've Milwaukee All Star break followed by three at home against Milwaukee, Milwaukee, and I was telling Billy before this I had
2: a dumb Schubert moment. Uh, you today. could just
1: say Schubert moment,
2: <laughs> where uh, I was because uh, the Reds had a uh, seven straight games against the Brewers, and I literally thought. It was literally seven days in a row where the Reds were playing the Brewers, but I didn't take into account the All-Star break. It was just me being a dumbass.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or
2: just me being a Schubert, just to appease Billy. Yeah. They
1: all like that. They're big fans.
2: <laughs> big fans. Um, I'm going to press that at one point someday. Or during...
1: Someday. Someday. I'm right here. Someday, like, it's a big, hard, unachievable goal. Like, someday I'll do it. There it is. Well you gotta hold the th- the trick is you gotta hold it. So this one is the, the claps, right? And then claps. you got You got the horny time, right? oh, horny time. This is definitely like I'm gonna be holding that button for the rest of the podcast. Hey, so look, that's it. And then well you would know if you would put your fucking headphones on. Ooh. I hooked you up, got you nice headphones. you, you don't even have them on your skull to hear the <laughs> And then there's always the classic the, yes, yeah, right. The hi hat, you know, the the goddamn uh, rimshot. Jesus, that took yes. far too long. For uh, also notice the but I'm t- The but I'm t- there. It is. Yeah, you found it. it
2: took I said but I'm, which,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm tis, which but I'm tis but i titties. I'm titties titties. So, I w- you know what, I wish that there was a place where, you know, you could go and listen to other, like, sports writers, people who co- who do sports podcasts, like, talk about... The game that they're watching live. Do you think there's a place that exists like that? I do reads for the place,
2: so I think there is a place for that, Billy DeBoer. Where is that place? Guys, you gotta check out Spotify Green
1: Room Live. I do the read. only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news rumors and games all you need to do is download the spotify green room app free in the ios or android store create a profile link your twitter and join the sports drink group follow me at the new nasty boys to be notified when my room goes live we'll be going live on spotify green room on sometime at someday sometime at
2: someday also you can follow us at f-u-w-l-t Bengals. have
1: you gone live on the spotify green room
2: we have not are you gonna do it i might eventually actually because lloyd and i are gonna get together a lot because well lloyd yeah. doesn't have a whole lot to do because he's fucking mia from work
1: yeah so he broke his hip
2: yeah, he broke his hip, uh,
1: taking a piss. How do you break your hip, taking a piss?
2: We talked about this on the po- on our podcast, but I think he like slipped on a mat that his cat moved in the way or something like that. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. And then he just fell and broke his hip? And femur. Oh, my God. Is that his cat's name? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, he just, like, three times in an episode, he talks about how much he wants to kill the cat. You're,
1: well, yeah, I would do if I had a fucking broken hip. <laughs> it's basically
2: his. It's like his. You know his daughter Lily, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically her offspring.
1: Oh, what do you mean? How? Did, it's like half human, half cat. No, it's half cat, half Lily,
2: which is a deadly combination.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so how's it? Off, how how is How is it her offspring? Because it, the cat is just Lily as a cat. But so where do the cat? Did Lily bring the cat over? And it's like this is here now. Pretty much,
2: actually. She brought it up from Florida. No shit. Yeah, I I think so. A cat and a dog, I think. Both? Uh, They were both up at one point, but... Oh, my God. I think it's just a cat now. Well, Lloyd's staying at uh, our friend Sarah's place. Yeah? I think so. Because he doesn't live in his place right now.
1: Oh, because he's all hurt and stuff.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of stairs to get to his place. A lot
1: of steps, three three large flights of steps,
2: which to him is like twenty-one flights of steps. steps.
1: Yeah, exactly. When you have a broken hip, I, that sucks, man. Yeah, poor guy. Oh, Mike Webster there it is shout out hey cheers 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 for mike webster oh yeah we got a Lacroix action i have not been drinking this week and planning on not doing it the rest of the week i actually left a beer in my freezer right before this because i
2: (laughs) 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 I wanted to bring it over here but then i was like it wasn't cold because i actually left my fridge open so i put it in my freezer i'm like i'm gonna Make this cold really fast and I might have make it made it really cold. There's a lot of questions I have about those <laughs> last ans- couple. I will gladly answer all of them.
1: Okay, how do you accidentally forget to close your fridge? Uh I think a bottle
2: of hot sauce is like blocking the the top of the fridge door from shutting. Okay. So does it does your fridge beep at you? Or is it just it was a refrigerator it was a refrigerator that was made in approximately 1997 so beeps were not invented by them yet <laughs>
1: okay so then you just had the hot sauce you had no glue and did you did any food go bad uh no i mean i don't really
2: have any food in my fridge right now it's just old booze and i think one thing of ham
1: ham yeah. like
2: the beer no uh just <laughs> deli ham deli
1: ham and what do you mean old booze? Like is it just like Like white claws that have been in my fridge for six months. No, oh, I was gonna say like old booze, like it just has white hair and it just screams slurs out at you. <laughs> it's ya. just discontinued beer. It's just like Trump twenty twenty-four say trapped. I said Trump twenty twenty four. I said trapped. Yeah, I'm for sure voting for Trump. Which trapped. pretty much is the same person. <laughs> You know, They've both been
2: kicked off social media.
1: And you know what? That's where they belong.
2: Yes. Thank God. Not on
1: social media. God damn it. Headstrong will take you on. I cannot believe I used to listen to them. 20 plus years after that hit. That's what they were thinking.
2: 22, but who's counting? <laughs> I would know because I was a butt rock guy for a long time. Did you just say butt rock? That's a term. I didn't know. Did what? you not know this? No. What's butt rock? It's Basically, all those bands like Trapped, Nickelback's in that genre, like Hinder, uh, basically all those genres of like sex, drugs, booze. It's like after hair metal. So it goes from hair to butt? Pretty much. A hairy butt. Hairy butt. Hell yes. I'm surprised. As much as you've given me shit over the years for music, <laughs> I am genuinely surprised you did not know the term butt rock was a thing.
1: No, I had no clue. I mean, because I don't pay attention to that. But so. It- like
2: I'm actually going to say Papa Roach, too, even though I
1: have taken a break from them this year. Right, and you know what? We're all very proud. Thank you. Um, but, but look but, it up after the pod. It's a real thing. Butt rock. Because I know, you know, like, I like dad rock. Yes, you do. Like you, the National and yep. Bon Iver. That's like dad I rock. I showed you Joji this week. Joji's very good. So, yeah, I know I know that type of rock. But, like, I didn't know that and there Team was... And uh, I don't, I wouldn't put Tame Impala <gasps> okay. in the dad, the dad rock category. Queens of the Stone Age. Yes. Very
2: dad rock. Very dad rock. Uh. It's the only thing Billy likes about Dave Grohl.
1: Yes, that's true. <laughs> it's very true. Um, but yeah, I, 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 wonder who coined the term butt rock cause it is appropriate. I, th- I,
2: I tried to look this up. I think it was a station where they said they played nothing but rock.
1: Oh, so <laughs> then they just added a T.
2: Yeah, they just made it. They went from a Sanchez
1: played play, nothing but rock. It's like, oh, butt rock. <laughs> <laughs> butt rock.
2: That's tight. I'm a yeah. big fan. It's just sex, drugs, booze, and herpes.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, herpes is rampant in the Nickelback community. Yes. It mutated. Did you know that?
2: Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing Nickelback fans know about
0: science.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look at these sores.
2: Look right. at these photographs of my sores. sores. Every time I pee, it makes me burn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, how have you been? I've been
2: really. I've been hanging in there, man. I've been. Uh, there's told, so
1: much hesitation. It's like it has.
2: There's a lot of ups and downs, but yeah. we're doing good because I've been telling, I've been, I've been annoying the shit out of Billy about this because he's like one of the only people I can talk about this to.
1: I started playing baseball again. Yes, you have. I'm very proud of you. Tell everybody about what you're doing.
2: I uh, I play for a local team, uh, the Cincinnati Dragons. You're tight. It's the Cincinnati Adult Baseball League. It's there's it's so much cool shit involved. Like there's like legit stats on like on a, on a website. Our league has a podcast.
1: You guys have a podcast?
2: It's the two cutoff men.
1: I didn't know that.
2: Yep, and uh, the two guys um, that do the podcast came and broadcasted one of our games. That's
1: awesome. Do they talk about like who's hot in the league and?
2: I think so. Yeah, they talk about like the teams like who are doing
1: well, and I think they just, I think they kind of go off of online stats. Now, look, I have been Lee and I have been hosting this for three years now. Yes, I didn't know there could be a more niche baseball podcast than this. <laughs> 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 well,
2: you have been proven wrong.
1: I have been proven wrong for the seven people who download this. They are they are also shocked. Like, fuck! How do I? If they're gonna go listen to it. <laughs> they now. have more cut off men than listeners.
2: <laughs> I love it. No, no, it's fantastic, and I just hope my name gets shouted out. And they're like, oh, no, it didn't. But that's okay. have you
1: been listening to it?
2: Yes, I have. They've they've only put out a couple episodes this year. And they put out three episodes, and one of them was the game they broadcasted for between us and uh, Deerfield, who's like one of the best teams in the league.
1: Oh, shit.
2: Yes. How big, how far uh, does your league go? I think it's like 20 teams or so, well, give, give or take.
1: <coughs> how many cities?
2: It's basically greater Cincinnati. Like
1: Last night, we played a game in Franklin. Holy cow. So, you guys, there's enough people to that want to play... Wooden bat baseball. Yes. It's wood bat, by the way. Billy did
2: say that correctly. It's wood bat baseball.
1: Yeah, that's correct.
2: And I will say, I played metal bat for years, and this is the first year I played wood bat. It is so much more fun to get every piece of a baseball with a wood bat than it is a metal bat.
1: Oh, yeah, because your sweet spot's massive.
2: Yeah, and when like you can like really feel it. Like, oh, I just hit the piss out of this thing. Oh, yeah. As it you just barely feel it at all. Yeah, like with a metal bat, it's like you don't really feel it. But like, with a wood bat, it's like you can hear... You hear and feel the crack. It's amazing. Yep. That was a euphemism. <laughs> You'll feel the crack.
1: <laughs> Wait, where's the horny button? Press the horny button. That's not horny. This is horny. See, the problem is <laughs> it's so long. Da, 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 horny. It's too long. It's too long But after to feel horny. the crack, I think, it's, I think it's justified. You could also just feel the crack and just... That see that's appropriate. That's very
2: that's very appropriate. That's
1: fine. But uh, so what? So you you your stats are online. Yes, they're online. People go look at at your at your stats. Cincyabl.org. That's tight. And there's one thing in particular in your stat line that you're very proud of. Yes. And I'm very proud of you. What is in that stat line that would make people go get it I have waited,
2: I think, over a month to talk about this on a po- well, on this podcast. Exactly. I hit my first ever home run.
1: Yeah! We're all so fucking proud of you!
2: <laughs> Would you like to meet him? Who? You brought the ball? You're goddamn right I brought the ball.
1: What? Get out of here. I haven't seen it yet. Holy cow.
2: Dude. I even named it. Wha-
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did you name your home run ball? Jack. <laughs> get out. <laughs> okay, you can press the buttons now. Oh my god. Dude, and this this is where you hit it, huh? Right there? I I think so. Yeah, I mean there's an indent, there's a good scuff mark on it. Good lord, how do you did you ever get an at like how far you think you hit it?
2: Uh alright, so
1: the hit I, I didn't so I
2: would love to come on and say I hit, I got every piece of it. It's like, yeah, I got I got all of it. I would love to say that. Sure. I didn't think I got all of it. Really? Yeah, it was like one of those balls where I like I hit and I was like, fuck, I flew out. <laughs> yeah. So I was running from home to first and I I was like running, I'm like, fuck, it's just a flyout. Then I heard the shortstop say back, back and I was running, I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw the left fielder waving his hands, my team was like, Go, go! I was like, did that ball just seriously leave the yard? Holy cow! And I was like, "This like my dad put it best. He said it was like an out of body experience." Oh yeah, it, that's basically what it was. I was just elated running the. I had an Adam Rosales trip around the bases.
1: Where what? You just really took your time, or you just full sprinted? Yeah, I pretty much full sprinted.
2: Oh my! Because you just didn't know
1: until like the last second. No, I knew. It was just like it was just adrenaline. Oh yeah, Did, so you didn't do the the Tatis. Stutter step around going into third?
2: Uh I don't remember that because I was just like so like in
1: the moment. Well uh, where where'd you hit it? It was at Deer Park High School. Nice. To left field. Left field. Just left, left center. Where how close
2: were you by the pole? Pretty like not left field but not near the pole.
1: Okay. So just dead left. Pretty dead left. Uh how far is that the is like the left field pole? I'm going to ballpark. Don't. God damn it. I (laughs) should have covered the buttons. I shouldn't have even touched them when you came over here. Uh, I'm going to say
2: give or take 300.
1: Okay. That's still, that's a solid dinger. Yes. That could, that, you know, high school fields aren't nothing to mess with. I think that, you know, depending on how far back it went out, out afterwards. It's a strange field. It's a deer park high school. It's a strange
2: field because it's like a square outfield fence. Interesting. It's like center. It's like left field's here, and then you, you can't see this, listeners. But it's like left field, center field. Right. It's, just, it's just an angle. Oh yeah. It's not a curved fence. It's just, it's just a fucking square fence.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because they're trying to cut costs
2: down. I think know? I think the, the football team uses it to practice every now and then. Uh, that makes sense. Yes.
1: Uh, and uh, so walk us through the A B. Like,
2: what was happening? Like, we I. W- I don't like to say this because I love my team is we were getting our cheeks clapped. Sure. It was like 12 to nothing or something like
1: that. Yeah. And mind if I flex a little bit? Please. Flex away. Just don't touch the buttons again. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> God damn it.
2: So the guy I looked up his online stats and I looked at them for like a week straight because I was so excited about what happened. <laughs> the guy had only given up one earned run the entire year yeah granted i think it was only like a second start but still it was like or no uh i forget it was like his third or fourth start or something like that yeah i think he pitched like a full nine innings and only given up one run damn and
1: guy was dealing
2: yes he was and i just it should not have happened okay that's basically how i look at it it should not have happened was it your first swing I think it was my second. So what, he threw a ball, or did you, what was the first pitch? I literally just remember the home run.
1: Wow. Yeah. You just were so locked in. You weren't in your head. You weren't like, oh, man, he threw me a a two-seamer inside. I bet he's going to try and start working outside or something. I think the pitch he threw was a, because I can't, I shouldn't say this on air, but I can't hit breaking pitches for shit. Oh man, what's gonna happen? Are the the two cutoff men gonna start listening <laughs> and dish out your dirty secrets?
2: Oh, my dirty little secrets. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but it was. I think it was a low and inside fastball.
1: Okay, and then you just turned on it. Pretty much. Yeah, breaking pitches suck, man. They really do. They're not
2: fun. I like. I was playing a game yesterday and. Yeah, the the most embarrassing pitch to look at is a breaking pitch that breaks like a motherfucker, but just lands right in the middle. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, it's, the, it's awful, because it's like,
1: oh, I, it was right down the middle. I'm like, I just looked at the pitch, and I'm like, yeah, good hit. <laughs> <Or> good pitch. <laughs> good pitch. I mean, the mo- I think the most embarrassing thing is something that looks like it's about to drill you in the goddamn head, <laughs> and then you duck out, and the next thing you know, that thing is breaking <laughs> right above the kneecaps inside
2: part of the plate. I like I ran away because I thought it was going to hit me. It just went right down the middle. <laughs> oh, what a bummer. Yeah, but it's not all uh I'm not saying I'm a fantastic player. I've had I've had good moments. Sure. And I've also had some rough moments well
1: it's your first year in the, playing baseball as an adult in a wooden bat league. Yes. that's tough i mean what, what's your average right now what's your obp what's your I'm a, you know, what's your ops plus
2: i'm gonna need a second to look at these do they
1: have advanced stats for you what do you mean uh o, uh ops slugging percentage <laughs> nice Nice. Uh, they got your barrel rate on there. What's your max exit velo, <laughs> uh 152 miles per hour. Hey, guys, clobbering the ball.
2: Yes. All right, let's see. Dragons, dragons, come on.
1: So you guys are getting beat a lot, huh? Yes. So they're dragging their nuts across your face? Come on. Go to hell. Yeah, nailed it.
2: All right, let's see. Schubert, Schubert, two thirty-three average. Okay. Three fifty-six on base percentage. Three twenty-three slugging. Or no, that's our team. Two thirty-three average. Three twenty-four on base. Four hundred slugging. Seven
1: twenty-four ops. Nice. There you go. And you have one home run and how many ribs? Uh, I think five. Then how many plate appearances?
2: Uh, let me take a double check on that. 34 plate appearances 30 uh at- bats okay so four walks and five ribs not t- bad two doubles not bad bud. not bad one of those doubles was actually um hit uh hit harder than my home run ball whoa yeah and it was my first hit of the entire year because I'd start I started out over nine sure and I was like it was the first time I'd seen live pitching in ten years so I'm like trying to adjust to guys that have been throwing for ever pretty well
1: I mean how what's the oldest dude in the league
2: uh there's one dude on our team uh, there's one dude on our team I think he's like in his, in his mid 50s oh wow yeah
1: is there a, like an age requirement like you have to be above this age to play you have to be I think above 25
2: oh okay or 24 or 25 it's All one right.
1: Of those two. That's, a, that's you know still you know, that's a huge age range
2: and I think it's it's 24 to play
1: 25 to pitch. Oh, and 69 to be horny. Uh Uh, Please don't. Wrong button, damn it. Yeah, don't just press button,
2: damn it. (laughs) You opened up Pandora's box.
1: No, opened it? You fucking broke the thing in half with your giant goddamn hands. (laughs) Good God! Oh
2: man, it's been fun.
1: Yeah. Well, that's awesome, dude. It sounds like you're having a productive time out on the diamond. And there is one more milestone I'd like to talk
2: about. Hit me. It was one of my, um, one of my first games. I had my first ever diving catch.
1: Oh, elaborate.
2: Yes. It was. Um, and it wasn't like a, like oh my God, I fail when I catch it because I've had a couple of those this year. I'm not gonna
1: lie. Oh, for sure.
2: Like full extension, like running, like complete dive and. And I just somehow ended up with it, and I ended up with my glove. It ended up in my glove, and I was like, "Oh my god, did I just seriously catch that!" And it was just an adrenaline rush. And we won that. We actually, we actually won that game on a suicide squeeze.
1: Oh hell yeah!
2: Yep, got that's, a video of it and everything.
1: Oh yeah, I think I've seen it.
2: Yes, I think I sent it to you and, and Daniel. You did, you did, you did. Well, that's awesome, man. Thank you. That's super cool. I've also dropped a couple fly balls this year. It's, dude, I'm gonna say this. And I hate to say this on the Rats podcast. Catching a fly ball is much harder than it looks.
1: Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Lee and I have talked about it because we both came up as catchers. So, like, you know, we didn't really spend a lot of time in the outfield. So, it's hard to judge where it's going to be, how you got to find it. Because this is going to sound
2: dumb. It's like, first, you got to determine, okay, this is coming to me. Sure. And then you're going to be like, all right. you just got. just Because the ball also, like, curves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you got to be like, oh, my God. You got to figure out where exactly it's going, and you got to figure out where to position your glove, and... Because the best way to catch a fly ball is, like, to have your your glove sideways. Sure. Like, because sometimes... Like, the ones I've dropped have been, like... My glove's been, like, vertical. Gotcha. So, it's
1: much harder than it looks. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I remember. And even, like, you know, like, playing softball. I haven't played yet this year. I've just been so busy, and, like, it seems like every Wednesday there was either like a rain out or I had a show so it's like but they would put me in, in right field because I'm excellent and <laughs> I guess who's also played a bunch of right field this year yeah and um, <laughs> it's just tough man it's just tough to read even though the ball is massive and it can blot out the sun and it's neon green
2: Dude, um, Still can miss it. Advice for outfielders. If you are in the outfield, bring fucking sunglasses.
1: Yeah, because you know, everyone who plays outfield in a wooden bat league listens to this podcast. <laughs> you might get a couple. But hey, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. When you you know, throw it out there, people would be psyched. So well, that's fucking cool, man. Thank you. Here is the age-old question that we have asked everyone that has come <coughs> onto this podcast. Well, we didn't ask Jack. Uh, he, When he comes back, we will ask him this. All right. Would you ever eat a person? <laughs> what are the circumstances? Would you eat? Like, okay. Say you're at, like, a five-star restaurant. You're sitting there, and you look at the menu, and then there's, like, the chef's special tonight is person. The chef's special is the chef. <laughs> okay, yes.
2: So, wh- what would you do? I would ask about the person's backstory.
1: Oh, God. You don't ask about the cow's backstory. <laughs> well,
2: cows can't be murderers. Well, cows can be murdered. Cows can't be bank robbers. They could. Cows can't send pictures of their dicks to kids. They could. No, they can't. They don't don't have opposable thumbs.
1: It doesn't matter about the thumbs. It's just about will and ambition. (laughs) You don't need thumbs when you got swipe in the corner of a hoof to just throw that iPhone underneath and click. Cows don't know how to do technical support. You don't know that. There there's a cows lead a lead a very secretive life that we truly don't understand. Also, you don't think I go up to every Kroger cashier
2: every time I buy Kroger beef and be like, what was this cow's backstory? <laughs>
1: oh my god, if you did that. I actually believe that you do that. <laughs> I have never done that, but now you're going to. I'm probably going to. Hey man, was his name Jeff? Did he have a human name? <laughs> did he live a full life? Is he tasty? Probably tasty. Probably tasty. But okay. So, would I eat a person? In that situation, five-star restaurant, you know, like, it has, like, two Michelin stars. Like, it's excellent. It's, so, like, one of the best in the world, and they have person on the menu. Would you eat it?
2: I would ask for a sample.
1: It isn't fucking Costco! <laughs> you can't just be like,
2: oh, let's just take a little nibble. No! No! <laughs> Let me get a fingernail.
1: Yeah, it's not like a Swedish meatball and a two ounce ramekin (laughs) served by someone who's retired from teaching for 35 years named Debbie. (laughs) That's my mother's name. Oh, I know.
2: (laughs) I think my headphones unplugged.
1: Oh, uh, it could be because you went back. You got to plug it right back in there. There we go. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, uh, but no, you can't just sample human. You get the dish. (laughs) You get the, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, it, it's not going to be like you're getting a goddamn ribeye a human, you know, it'll Fair. be like a, like kind of similar to a Japanese steakhouse situation where it's a, you know, a, like how they serve white goo where it, 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 you know, it's just like a little tiny strip of it. Right. You, you can't go all the way in with person. It's, it's not going to be like, so it will be a small sampling. Okay. Would you eat it? I would try it. Yeah, (laughs) there we go. So what
2: is the consensus among like you, Lee, and everyone else that's been on? We
1: would do it. We would eat it. I I mean, how do you not? I think Samet would do it. Yeah, I know they would. They've said it to my face. We've talked about it. We would all have long meat. (laughs) Long meat? Yeah, that's the name for human. Nah, I've seen you. You'll be short meat. swear, don't press the (sighs) gun. God. <laughs> it's the tribes call it long meat because they're you know people, people are long and it's not like you know pigs short meat. Did you just explain the joke? I ex- it's not a joke. It's just a fact. That's what it's called. It's called <laughs> long meat. It is called long meat. So, but yeah, okay. Well, I'm glad that you would do it after explaining it to you. I, I can't get over it's it. a
2: question that I've never really explored. Why not? <clears throat> Because I'm a decent person, kind of. Kind of.
1: You're a great guy. I I have my mind. But moments. just you're you're judging yourself off of a, off of you know what you what your diet could be. That doesn't mean you're a good or good or bad person. <laughs> There's no moral situation in this question. It is just, would you do it or not? Yes. I, I would. Your now would your opinion change of somebody if they had human? No. Okay, then, yeah, then you're not, it's not about being a good guy or bad guy. I mean, people have been in compromising positions. Of course, you know, like, reverse cowgirl. It's tough. (laughs) You hated that joke so much. (laughs) I'm not pressing a button. No one's pressing buttons anymore. You've already pressed my buttons! (laughs) You told me about them. Yeah, they are lit up, too. (laughs) Mm. Mm. What's your flavor of La Croix, Billy? I've got a... Uh guava sal Paulo. Oh. It's very good. You got the black raspberry. Tastes uh very it tastes like a hint of codeine syrup. Yeah, I'm not a fan. That's why there's so much of it in the fridge. Try try have you had this one, the guava? I have not. It's pretty good. Nom, 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 it's nom, not nom. overly fake. It's got a nice, you know, light, crisp flavor. Very good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Top three LaCroix flavors. Go.
2: Oh. Oh boy. Oh, it's a green one that's one of my favorites. Key lime.
1: Key lime is awesome. Okay. That's number one. Um,
2: Berry's up there for me. I got to go to the OGs.
1: Berry? Just regular berry? Ber-
2: Berry's an OG for me. Okay, so that's two. What's three? Oh, boy. You're putting me on the spot here.
1: I am. That's, yeah, that's a tough question. It's the age-old millennial question. Can I go...
2: What's the sparkling water flavor that's like the Kroger brand?
1: Uh, Do those count as LaCroix flavors? No, because LaCroix is LaCroix and Kroger sparkling water is Kroger sparkling water. God damn it. Those are two very different things. It's like, hey, what's your favorite type of Bud Light seltzer? It's like, can I say White Claw? (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't. I know, it's tough, buddy. It's very tough because there's so many. I know. I've got mine locked and loaded. I just need your third one. Uh, if I, you have a tie and you're like in between two I'll allow a 3A and 3B so key lime's number one berry's number two okay I know it's
2: tough I'm gonna make that one my number three yeah
1: this the, the, the guava the guava 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 what? rancheros That's And it, my thing.
2: answers might change based on what you say because a new one might <laughs> pop into my head okay number
1: one <clears throat> cello. horny v- so good uh, number two, Key Lime. I do love Key Lime. I heard. And the third <laughs> is mousse. That's in your fridge as well. Grapefruit. Yeah, those are the three. That's the pyramid right there. Can I give you an underrated
2: flavor of not only LaCroix, but Just sparkling. drink in general? Hit me. Tangerine. Like any orange <sighs> flavor. You're oh. not
1: a fan? Oh, the only type of orange I drink is Crush. Like Crush Soda. And that's like you take two sips you're like...
2: Too much sugar. Yeah, I stopped drinking soda a long time ago.
1: Yeah, I've been I've been drinking just diet stuff. Oh, you know what? A couple weeks ago, I had from a vending machine a big red. How was it? Awful. Yeah. It was like half flat. I think the only way to have it is from a fountain. Fair. Because it's sugary enough, and then just that-, that Speedway or UDF cup. Oh no 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 no. White Castle, with the crushed ice. <laughs> crushed ice is the best kind of ice it's also so expensive really i I was looking into getting a a crushed ice machine because i had a little bit of free time (laughs) (laughs) and then i realized i would need to spare four grand for a crushed (laughs) ice machine
2: oh my god yeah i don't get it but here's the question though: how does that compare to the price of a regular ice machine
1: i mean a regular ice machine is like most in most american fridges okay fair so like you don't you know and also think about this like uh did you ever, a as a kid have like the snoopy shaved ice machine where you put it in the top and then you just spun it with your hand and it shaved the ice
2: i remember those i think i mean i've seen them at, like school like carnivals and
1: shit okay a shaved ice machine along those that also does the mixing is like between like a grand to 1400 bucks depending on what you're looking for
2: yes I'm just I'm just agreeing with you. I've never looked these up personally.
1: So I mean that that also makes like you know like uh, like like you go to a bar and they have like oh we have margs on tap or frozen margs and like, like the, those kind of things, right? Or love those or a frozen Coke machine at Speedway, like those <laughs> kinds of things. Or the icy machines at Speedway. Yeah, th- I think those are cheaper than getting a crushed ice machine that only makes. I have a poll makes, for you later too. That only makes
2: crushed ice. What? I have a poll for you later too. Like rank your top. Like uh, uh, hit me. Because you brought up Speedway, rank your favorite convenience stores.
1: Oh, buddy, Speedway's the GOAT. <laughs>
2: yes, thank you.
1: Um, number two is it's gotta be Sheets. Pete's is like a northern, northeast Ohio, Pennsylvania type of situation. This is a Cincinnati podcast, Billy. I know, but oh, oh no, it's happening here. So Uh-oh. we are, it is now, do, 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 bottom of the first, nobody's out, runners at first and second. I'm going to have to pull this up on my phone as we keep going. Okay, fine, yes. fine, fine. I will keep it local. How about that? Okay. Number one, Speedway. Number two, United Dairy Farm. That is my number two as well. See, the tough thing with Speedway is the options and the bevy of options. And I think... But have you been to, like, a new UDF? Like, there's one on Beachmark. Yes, that, that replaced the
2: uh, sketchy-ass Burger King.
1: Yeah, well... I don't know what you mean by sketchy-ass Burger King.
2: Dude, that was like literally three minutes from my childhood home.
1: I know. It was right down the street. I love that Burger King. It was so good. And like I've said a million times, Burger King is underrated. But. It is underrated. Very underrated fries. Agreed.
2: Uh, chicken sandwich is great. The new chicken oh. sandwich is phenomenal. The chicken the, the the chicken fries, I remember, were a Tosh Point bueno of Web Redemption.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Because some guy um, bitched and complained when Burger King got rid of them.
1: Mm. <coughs> I learned something new. So, there you go. Um. So the new. What's nice about those new UDFs is they have the touchscreens. They have like a full deli. But Speedway is doing that, like a, like you know you can get like a like a burger or mozzarella yeah. sticks, kind of like what Sheets does. But Speedway does that too, and I think Speedway is better. They have a ton more options. But where UDF also tips the scale is the fucking. Great! It's just fucking great ice cream. It's the best. So, uh, well,
2: what's your what's the best flavor of ice cream to get at UDF? Ooh, blue Moo cookie dough. That's very underrated. My my goats always been cookies and cream. Cookies and cream's
1: a good call. Very good call. So, I go Speedway one UDF two, three. It, it doesn't matter. There isn't <laughs> another good one around. The the rest are just like, you know, they have doors and fridges.
2: You know what I mean? You know what one actually has been like kind of popping up recently? Ooh. Thornton's is not bad.
1: Are they? I mean, how many Thorntons are around here?
2: There's one. I know there's one in northern Kentucky that I went to uh, after a baseball game. Okay. They had cotton candy. They had a cotton candy icy, and I'm like, I'm going to jump all over that.
1: Oh, shit. That's not bad. Very
2: good. That's not bad.
1: Thornton's is pretty good. Okay. You know, yeah. Okay. I'll give you Thornton's. There's
2: a couple around there. Yeah. Uh, so the rest of what? Name a third one. <sighs>
1: I mean locally that's tough i'll go
2: mm. there's a decent shell every every now and then see
1: i was thinking the shell yeah but they don't their roller grill isn't that great None Okay. of fair. them
2: truly are so but, oh so you rank convenience stores by the convenience store like food
1: uh, yeah by food and amenities
2: yes yeah i mean i'm just talking like i don't even, i rarely go for like convenience store like burgers or anything like that i go for like the snack aisle
1: Sure, but every snack aisle is the same because they all have the much. same distributor. It's okay. all the same guy across the the tri state area. Fair. So, I throw that out immediately. Yes, I, that's gone.
2: I will agree with you. There, we'll see.
1: you. but it's got to be what else you offer the plus.
0: You know.
2: Yes. And speedways what very good. What makes you the plus? And for the plus, for me, has always been the
1: ices. Sure. And there. occasionally a slush puppy. Speaking of of like that kind of situation have you been to that bellevue ameristop yet that guy who's all over facebook with the crazy soft serve ice cream
2: uh no i think my coach uh mike florier uh just posted about it he said it was real bad
1: oh he didn't like it
2: no he didn't like it
1: oh wow there's a lot of people going ham for it right really? now. Really? Oh yeah, he's become like a little <laughs> local celebrity with his ice cream. The Bellevue, Kentucky Ameristop. Yeah, he's all over that. That one, a couple like Facebook groups and stuff. He was on the news yesterday. He was on oh, Channel Oh, for real?
2: Yeah. Let's see what Mike just posted. He said, <laughs> "Look, I'm not saying this Ameristop ice cream isn't good, but I'm not driving by real ice cream for soft serve." <laughs>
1: he brings up a great point there's no reason for us to go buck wild over soft serve yes unless it's like the root beer stand
2: orange leaf is fantastic or
1: that's a fucking chain true but it's still good i'm not going to chains i'm going to like flubs i'm going to like mom the, and pop yeah. dairy corner yeah the whippy dip baby oh it's
2: so good i used to work at a uh, corral 32 in high school corral 32 it was like right on 32 well, I got the Oh, okay. where Urban Grill is now. It's a real small one. Got it. Yes. Who's up at the bat right now?
1: Um the Reds got uh the outlet second. It's no Omar Navayas, runners at first and second. One out, Tyler Malley getting ready to throw it in, the baby, taking a second, wiping his hand, getting off that spider tack, waiting Don't for deliver the any signs. Eologies, broadcasters. And the wind up. And the pitch—it's going to be underwhelming. Oh, that's a strike! Right
2: top left corner of the zone. Underwhelming, but I'll take it. uh,
1: That was what my call.
2: My call was not underwhelming. No, your call was great. Thank you. It's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. I sure hope so. Yes, it's going to be in the new Nasty Boys Hall of Fame. But the moment itself—the the
1: the moment—the Mally moment. Of course, it was fine. Well, it's early in the fucking count. I mean, there's one out. Yeah, this (laughs) is this is this is where it gets exciting. You got to get out of this jam. Because you just got to set the tone early with this squad. You want to get ahead of this club. You want to just be a battering ram. Yeah, because this is a big seven-game
2: series. Technic- w- w- are you going to call it a seven-game series?
1: I'm going You kind of have to. But we'll, we'll get to the importance <coughs> of this series after we get through what happened last week. Recapping. Dude, it's kind of crazy. I wish I would have done that call that uh, more people could have heard it live. You know what I mean? Yes. That could have been really cool. I wish there was there a place. Is there an app? Or something like that that we talked about 40 minutes ago i think so there is an app it's called spotify green room
2: talk about Um, it talk talk
1: to me other fans athletes and insiders in real time spotify green room is a free audio only social media platform for sports fans all you need to do is download the spotify green room app for free in the ios or android app store create a profile link your twitter and join the sports drink group Follow me at the new Nasty Boys to be notified when my room goes live. We'll be going live on Spotify Green Room at someday at some time. Now, what is a kind of a bummer about this moment, if if Tyler Malley gets out of it, it is a it is a win-win for both. Yes. Because if Tyler gets out of this jam... Oh, Which he just walked him. He walked him. That was the only way I could lose. I have Omar, Omar Novaez as my catcher since Yerman Mercedes got sent down. Oh, yeah, because he was like...
2: Yerman Mercedes was kind of like an Aquino-level flash in the pan.
1: Um, his was a little longer, um, but he's been hitting 172 since the middle of middle of May or you know, the beginning of <coughs> June. So yeah, but anyway, um, with with this going on, bases juiced, one out. I mean, this is still a double play situation. Very much could out, get, force out at any base. It could get better. It can get better quickly. Even
2: though you guys, you listeners are going to know exactly what happened when you listen to this because it'll already have happened exactly which is such a bummer you know yes i will i will say bold prediction it is going to be a result holy
1: cow (laughs) you're taking risks on this podcast i like it i like it a lot positive energy yes Yes. i have fernando
2: vina in my cell
1: phone (laughs) God, Brody Stevens would have loved
2: this season. Dude, so I I talked about, I told Billy about this, so how uh, when Chris Rose tweeted when Brody Stevens died. Yeah. I mean, Brody Stevens was like so fucking funny, but Chris Rose just tweeted out how he repeated random Brodyisms to himself. Yeah. And one of the ones that stuck out to me was, I have Fernando Vina in my cell phone. In
1: my cell phone, yes! Positive energy. Get the double play. You got it. Yes. Um, So let's talk about the week that was. Uh, We closed out against the Padres on that Thursday. We won three to two. Took home the dub after potentially getting swept by them, which, I mean, they're one of the best teams in baseball.
2: They are uh, They're
1: very good at baseball.
2: They are the wild card team that the Reds need to reach if they can't reach the Brewers. If I'm am I correct in saying
1: that? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yep. But that's just not going to happen. Um, the, the only well, the only true path is through the Central. The Central, because if if you look at the other the other the rest of the league, I mean the AL the NL East is is actually fucking worse. It's the NFC East of baseball. I, it's the most overrated division of all goddamn time. And oh, what happened? Was it a? It wasn't a walk. Oh, it's got to be a hit, batsman. No, because he slid in at home. There's something that happened in the field. Let's we, see. Uh, wh- what the what? fuck was that? Bally yeah. Sports. Bring back Fox Here Sports. Here we go. Oh, my God. It was a swinging bunt. Oh, for fucking real? For fuck's sake. Oh, God damn it. It was like a swinging bunt suicide squeeze that, oh, and then Tyler palmed the ball and fell over it, then looked back and was just like, ah, damn it.
2: A suicide squeeze. I mean, that wasn't a suicide squeeze, but that's one of the hardest plays to field. Oh, easily. Easily.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, because you just don't know what's coming. I mean, it was right back to and you Tyler. have
2: like a split a second. second to react.
1: Right, exactly. And they weren't—they were playing <clears throat> in, but they weren't expecting fucking that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's still stay positive about what has happened. What has been really nice is the Reds went out and swept the Cubs at home. They didn't go out. They stayed here
2: and swept the Cubs. Which means, you know what that means? You know what that Sweep of the Cubs means, Billy? What does that mean? That means the Reds have at least once this year swept every division opponent. That is very true. Yes, that is. We have swept everybody at least once. Yes. And it, and the, the the game was, I think I went to uh, Tyler Snipes' house on Sunday, got to watch a little bit of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Garrett gave me a little bit of a clenched B-hole.
1: Yeah, I was there. Yes, you were there. I don't know if you could hear me screaming on the television because I stood up and just started screaming, Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> Amir Garrett has like a 19 ERA in the ninth inning for his career. And I, mean, I think after, it has improved. But I, Well, I mean, of course it has after this week, but he's had two appearances in the ninth. That he has has not given up a run. And didn't Hembry get like two of those saves this weekend? He did. Yes, he did. We're gonna talk about that.
2: Yeah, and why didn't uh I would say like why not I mean, granted we won, so it's a moo fucking point. Like why not go with a hot hand? What do you mean? Like, Hembry got two saves in a row, so like why I mean, innings.
1: He's pitched a ton. Yes.
2: So that's why. So And again, the Reds won, so I'm basically
1: bringing up a who gives a shit point. Correct. And we'll dive deeper into the bullpen. Um, yes. But to start on that Friday, you have Sonny Gray just go out there. And Sonny Gray's first start back from the IL. Bring and up those stats. Five innings pitched, five hits, one earned run, zero. Homer's given up with eight k's love it you love to see that but more importantly what you love to see is the bullpen four innings pitched one hit six k's zero earned runs and also important one walk one walk that's huge not the not the pizza the one because that's been the fucking achilles heel of this of this bullpen is the fact that they're trying to go for the k and not go for contact
2: yeah, because and, like,
1: and just have been p- giving away base runners.
2: Because when you're a bullpen pitcher, you're like, "This is my chance. I want to strike out every motherfucker in there." Why? Oh, what happened?
1: Oh, um, they walked in a run. Oh, fuck. I'm going to turn this off so we can focus on this and still have a positive attitude about what happened because this, this week, week was six and one. It was six and one. Come on. Yeah, you can't be mad at that. You can't be mad. You could be, you could have been 7-0, and we will be mad about that when we get to it. Yes, we will be mad at that. Uh, follow that up with another win, of course, with Tyler O'Malley on the mound. Yeah, he's doing well. And he had five innings pitched, five hits, two runs, one of them being earned. Four walks, you don't like to see that. Not really. But he only gave up one dinger, which two. has always been his weakness, to... Was it Bryant? It was. That's what I thought. You smoked that thing in the left with 7Ks, followed by your bullpen again, going four innings with two hits, 6Ks, zero earned runs. Um, and, and, you know, in all of these games, the Reds won by one run. That's, That's huge. massive. It's a flip of what happened the year before, uh, in the last time the Reds played a full season in 2019, where they were awful in one-run games. Yep. So we are, we are throwing 2020 out the window because we are past the 60-game sprint. So if you want to see those sample sizes, even though this team has changed a lot, you got to look at 19 to see those numbers and see the
2: flip. The biggest change has obviously been they're not, um, they're not living and dying by the home run ball.
1: No, there's no. They're not pushing. You know what I like, mean. Like granted,
2: Gino's still being Gino, but, sure. But everyone else is like Votto had an excuse me triple on Monday. Oh
1: yeah, just slapped that thing in the in the left field. That was field. perfect.
2: It was pretty amazing. That's the first time I've ever used those three words together in
1: any. An excuse me triple. How does that happen? <laughs> Happens to Kaufman when you've got that type of bat speed happening. I mean, his, his he he went and he went to do he went. He on, checked his swing. No, he followed through on that. It was outside. I thought he checked the swing. but No. Okay. How I you, be how, wrong. how would you check your swing and hit the left field wall?
2: Because you're dad and you're that strong. That's also true. He's got dad strength. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, he does.
1: I have retard strength. <sighs> so glad you're here. <laughs> Where the fuck is Lee? <laughs> I miss him so much. Danny, Tyler, please, come on, save us. No. So, oh, God. But you follow that up also. This, this is I, I keep bringing up the pitching, and we'll get to the offense. I keep bringing up the pitching because it's so important to look and see that Wade Miley went six and two-thirds, ten hits, two earned runs, one walk, three Ks. Those ten hits, he was just, you know, they were just gapping him through, but then he would come back and shut him down, and he got a lot of contact, and the defense played well behind him that game. Follow that up with your bullpen going two and a third, one hit, one walk, Zero earned runs, but also interesting zero Ks. So a really? lot of fly outs, a lot of ground balls. You look at that series. Look at that sweep. And you have your bullpen going 10 and a third, giving up four hits, two walks, 12 Ks, zero earned runs.
2: Derek Johnson has to be coming right now.
1: Um, I'll give, yeah, I mean, he's got to be thrilled. But here's my thing with it. Of course, they are locked in. They're throwing strikes. They're throwing to contact. They are not trying to over-push. They're not trying to dominate you. They are just trying to get out of the inning, and that's the mentality that staff needs to have.
2: Remember the old Sandy Koufax quote: "I got better at pitching when I tried to when I tried to make him miss it." I think I'm paraphrasing here. I got better when I tried to make him hit it.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah, because they, they, a lot of these guys were just you know we went in and when we started the season, what 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 were we saying? We were excited about. High spin rate. Yes. High velocity. But these guys can't control the ball, and that's their biggest problem. Hopefully, DJ can fix them. And he, he I mean, a lot of them, he didn't. He didn't. So now you bring in these guys like Hembry, Art Warren, Brett Brock. Who Veterans. Vets who were just trying to be crafty and trying to generate outs. Yes. And that has changed.
2: And te- oh, I'm going to say he's a starter, but Wade Miley. Oh well, yeah, I'm just talking specifically about the bullpen. Yes,
1: you know. But what I'm saying is it's just nice to see that change, that shift and to see that mentality starting to pay off.
2: Yes. Oh, so I was going to talk about Wade Miley for a second. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So I was reading about what C Trent wrote in uh the Athletic about Wade Miley and how like he's su- he strikes me as such a student of pitching. Sure. Because like he's um his fastball peaks what like 89-90. Yeah. And you can only be that kind of pitcher if you meticulously place your fastball. Sure. And even like Amir Garrett was talking is like this dude places his fastball better than anyone I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what he talks about. Like he uh, he gave an interview on MLB Network after the no no, and they're like, "How'd you do it?" He's like, "Man, it's simple with me. I just throw it inside fastball inside slider low and outside. That's it. I have two pitches, and I just do them well." Yeah. So, and. And Wade Miley has lived and died by that, and he has, I mean, you know, he's had ups and downs everywhere he goes.
2: I want him to have a Jamie Moyer-like career so bad. He's
1: going, he's going to be more like Mark Burley. I like it. Yeah, of course. But, you know, when he gets shelled, he gets shelled, and luckily it hasn't really happened too much this year. Nope. Um And he stayed healthy this year, unlike last year. Yes. Which is super nice. Um, But having these guys in there... I'm still paranoid. The wheels are gonna fall off. Yes, because like this team especially is like, because there
2: are times when like, like a six and one record for the last week. This team has been so streaky this year. Yeah, yeah, and because like the wheels, could, like you said, the wheels could fall off at any moment. Right. See, like, I'm not saying like lower your expectations, but
1: temper them. Of course. I mean, we we've, we've had to temper our expectations all year.
2: So because like the moment you think like oh my god shit's going so well oh boy. Right. And we're 86 games into the season with the 87th going on. Yes, and now you've got seven really tough games in a row against the same team.
1: Right. And you also went out and you took two out of three from the Royals. And honestly, it should have been seven to zero. Yeah. Um, and what's what is very reassuring to me is the fact that Vladimir Gutierrez has been he's he's had a couple rough starts, but he's a fucking rookie. But he went out against a um, a not so great. Kansas City Royals team, but they still have right. sticks. They still have guys that I'm, I'm afraid of that are in uh, that are that are in that lineup. Pretty like, sure George Brett's still playing for him. Okay, <laughs> with someone like Sal Perez, who took took one of those games and put it on his back, and he won it for him. Yep, um, he was you know going to be the All Star starting catcher for the AL. He still slaps. Yeah, with you know, and also with Merrifield. After all this time. After all this time. He, I think he is younger than we think. How old do you think he is? Don't fucking look it up. Uh, I'm going to say he's 32. That's a good call. I was going to say 33. Um, I'm putting it into the Google machine. Loser has to eat a person. He's 31. Ah, ha, ha, ha. We both overbid. We both overbid, so we both have to eat a person. <laughs> and then... Uh, what I love about Sal Perez is the fact that he has an extensive cologne collection. Really? He's all about smelling good and it reeks out on the ball field. <laughs> but he's like, man, I just want to smell good so that the ump's on my side. You know, it's better to do that than to stink. I remember one of the fuck you burns
2: I wrote about a, a player for the Raiders was how Von Miller said he was the worst smelling player in the league. <laughs> he was an <laughs> offensive lineman. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, yeah, this guy fucking reeks. And he looks like a guy who reeks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he his contract he's signed till twenty twenty six.
2: Yeah. He's one of the core pieces from that World Series team in fifteen. It was fifteen, right?
1: Yeah, and you stick with him, obviously. Yes. So um, in my opinion. I mean that, that guy he still catches a good game, still calls a great game. So And he still hits. Still slaps. You can transition him into, D- into DH when his knees D- start to give out, like Joe Mauer. Yep. See? Or for, or first base. Um, oh, I mean, totally forgot about Carlos Santana. He's also having a great year. Oh, featuring
2: Rob Thomas of Matchbox Twenty. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking
1: I'll hit it. That was a sm- don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was a smooth joke.
2: God. Damn. Why did I call? Why did I call you over? Please, um, on the road. <laughs>
1: I'm your last resort, bitch. No, this is great. I'm happy to have you. Oh,
2: thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked
1: about the offense from that series. <laughs> no. Um, but, you you know, and then well, here's the thing. With the follow-up with Vlad, you've got the bullpen coming out, throwing three innings, two hits, one walk, no case, zero earned runs. It's just that consistency that was great to see. You got... You, but. Mm-hmm. That next game was a fucking pain in my
2: side. Oh boy, because okay, so I was hosting trivia at RP McMurphy's, but also the game was on, sure. so I was able to watch it, and it was like five to nothing, Farmer Homer, and I'm like, all right, I can go to bed. Reds win, feeling good. Then I log on to Lance McAllister's
1: Facebook feed, and I'm like, oh god, damn it, what the hell happened? Yeah. Oh god. Uh, I will say that CNL was placing his fastball a little bit better he did have a walk I believe I don't have his specific numbers in front of me but that homer he gave up to ben that was a slider right like like a, barely above his ankles a hanger but it wasn't even that much of a hanger it was just he knew it was coming <clears throat> so somehow someway he knew that he was opening with a slider
2: that's got to be ben reading the scouting report.
1: Probably, but also CNL doesn't normally start with a slider at almost your ankles. He starts with a high fastball at 98. Very true. So I I don't give it that much to him. And I also don't blame Bradley Brock that much either. Okay. Because that was, that was when Gino muffed it, Mm.
2: (sighs) muffed it. How many errors does Gino have this year? 15. Fuck me. Yes, it's bad. And a lot of those are at shortstop. Granted, but fifteen in early July well, is fucking rough. Well, seven of them were at short, or well, nine. Well, fifteen errors is a were, lot,
1: especially in early July. It's a lot. It definitely is a lot, and it's it's not like oh that's unacceptable, but that's come on, that's that's bad. It's not
2: good. I mean, I'm, I mean, I hate to be a fucking armchair GM, but god damn it.
1: Well. I- yeah, it, the problem is is he's not seeing it well in the field. He's also not seeing it well at the dish.
2: What's his average up to now?
1: I, like, his power numbers are still there. The power numbers are always going to be there. Yes. Um, I'm pulling it up right now, because I need to see this at the moment. <laughs> Billy making his dad noises. Oh yeah. Look at I'm putting in my typing noises right now, baby. Typing okay. noises. Do do doo doo. Um so Gino <coughs> is at the moment. You ready for it? Uh-huh. 179. Oh. Still behind, still under the Mendoza line. But I will give him this in his last seven, in his last 23 plate appearances, he's got six hits, a homer, five ribs, four strikeouts it has been more timely he also has a 292 on base percentage with a 435 slugging is it great no no is it better yes but is it where you want it to be
2: yeah for an no. everyday shortstop that you're or everyday third baseman that
1: you're paying quite a bit of money no for from, or- it's, it's a club friendly deal that's that's not the point. Now, I'm I'm kind of over bringing up the contract to being like, well, what you're paying him to do? No, just just we're in the middle of the season. You talk about salaries after the season or
2: before the season. MLB teams can pay. They can. They should open up the checkbook because they can pretty much afford anyone they want. That's a whole other conversation. That sure is. But, but
1: what I'm talking about is the simple fact that Eugenio Suarez isn't isn't I, he just isn't seeing the ball well at either side of the field. Do you think it's a confidence thing? I think it's a fucking actual vision problem. Really? I think it is an actual not being able to see the ball. Maybe he needs contacts. <laughs> like like I'm not trying to be like one of those dads who's like <laughs> can't see the ball. Can't No, it's like I honestly don't think he is seeing the ball well cuz his swing has not changed. Oh, it not is at his all vision at the plate and it's
2: his vision at third. He's still got that long ass swing that probably takes two seconds to go from one side of the shoulder to the other.
1: Right. And he's still getting a good amount of back, backspin on the ball and just drilling it. but when he drills it when he drills it, when he gets a hold of it. So and that combined with, with Aquino then going to try and throw and get that runner out at home and overthrows in short left field. Defensively, like that, co- it was those plays back to back on the left side of the field that cost us the game. As someone who
2: plays outfield, I can guarantee you that is an outfielder that panicked. Oh, for sure, and he overthrew it. That's what you do when you're panicking. You you don't throw the ball. You overthrow a guy because like, oh my god, I get it. I I've, I've literally been this outfielder. You gotta get the ball in so good and so <laughs> you gotta get it in so good. <laughs> you get,
1: god, you gotta get that ball. Get in so good. So
2: good. The horny button was implied there. Just don't you fucking touch
1: it. Um, I swear to God. <laughs> um, but overall, I mean, that cost us the game, and that cost us having a sweep in the series because of the defense and a seven and a week and a seven and a week, which but, puts you even closer, closer to being in first place.
2: Instead of six, instead of six, it's now five and a half. Yeah. Or, or instead of five and a half, it's now six because of that game. Right. No, so, no, it's five. Mm-hmm. Duh,
1: I'm stupid. I can't do maths. Yeah, it's okay. I wasn't really paying attention because I'm going over what I'm going to talk about next. Following Sonny with his second start off of the IL. Huge. Huge. Seven innings pitched. His last inning was his best inning. Seven hits. He was kind of looking shaky up up in, in the fourth. Gave, gave up two earned runs. He had two walks, 7K. Zero dingers, though. It was just, you know, he just got a little unlucky. Is his streak still alive? No, his streak died. Oh shit! Yeah, it died earlier in the year. Um, oh, I forgot. But then you follow that up with the bullpen having two innings pitch, giving up one hit, two walks, zero Ks, zero home runs, and Heath Henry closing the door again. Love it. You love to see that.
2: Would you be a, okay? I mean, this is pretty much what it is. But like a two man s- closer closer situation by like by committee. What do you like? Who would you
1: have do it?
2: Henry and if he gets his confidence back garrett no i'm not putting a near garrett back in that situation all again. right so then heath hembry and mm-hmm.
1: brock here's the thing man it's so fluid at the moment and you have so many dudes coming back that i don't think you need to have just a closer no you don't it's got to be all situation based Who, whoever's like
2: you're going to have like the team leader for the state, the team leader for saves could have like 12 saves
1: Sure. And that, you know, that's fine. We're not built like the, the our bullpen is not built like the Padres where, we, where they went out and got Mark Melanson, one of the best bullpen arms available free, in free agency last year. It's not like we're the Yankees and we have a Chapman going out there and slamming the door or the Braves with Will Smith. Yep. Like there isn't that piece that or the, the Cubs with, with Craig Kimbrell. Exactly. We don't have that, so it's like you have to sm- maintain fluid in those situations. It's like staying afloat. Correct. Just like Nick Kroll said, you're just trying to stay afloat. Yep. Which brings me up to this. Think about this. You've got Lorenzen who could be back on Saturday. Mikey biceps. You've got Lucas Sims coming sometime down the road love it you have TJ Antone coming back sometime down the road down the road you have Jeff Hoffman coming back sometime down the road sometime down the road those are four quality pitchers that can be in your bullpen combined with Tony Santian coming back up um, who's coming back up because Sonny went on the IL with um, like an inflamed rib you'll be on the 10 day uh do you know how it happened? No. It happened. He pulled it when he went to take his jersey off and his pants off. It got completely naked in the clubhouse. Everything except his cleats. Everything but the cleats. That's.
2: And this question was raised on Effectively Wild. Um, do you think he took his cleats off before taking off his pants?
1: Yes. I think so. Because he's a guy who puts his cleats on, ov- his pant over the cleat. Because pitchers are nutjobs. Correct. Yeah.
2: And there's, I feel like it's got to be a superstition thing. That's why he fucking stripped down.
1: Yeah, he just needed to start fresh. So what was the best thing to do? Get completely naked. You know what
2: I wish happened? Huh? Just a trainer who's making like 16 an hour walks in. It's like,
1: oh, looks like Sonny Gray's having a moment. <laughs> it's like they walk and they're like, oh my God, that's Sonny's full moon. <laughs> I get to hit the button for that one. It's pretty good. All right, so how do I kick
2: Billy off this podcast?
1: You can't. You can't. Get out of my house. Um <laughs> you don't live in a house. Whatever.
2: <laughs> so, I'm sorry those mean.
1: Anyway, so here's my question.
2: You said you had a few posts for me.
1: This is the one this is the big one for me. What do you do at the deadline? Naquan. i um, yes. That that is that is part 2 of this. Okay. Do you Trade for an elite reliever, i.e. Um, a solid setup or a, an above-average closer? Do you trade for another starter so that you can fill the four with, you know, with you have Luis, Sonny, Tyler, Wade, Gutierrez saying you go and you trade for another starter thinking, okay, maybe this will flesh it out. Or do you go and trade for Trevor Story? Which way is Alex Schubert going? My move. My move.
2: Is going to be back after this commercial break.
1: God damn it. We don't have commercial. We already did the commercials.
2: Yes, we did. My move. I think what sucks, though, is we haven't even talked about Mustakas coming back. So I don't think there's room for Trevor's story. Here's the thing, man.
1: Mike Mustakas. He's probably not coming back this year. Didn't even know he played for the Reds. Really? Had no idea. What? Yeah, I didn't know that. Man, this is fucking news to me. I had no idea. Yep. So you can't I hate depend to on it. him. You're looking, you know, at this point, he's back in the boot. You don't know. I am operating under the fact that Mike Moustakis is not even with the Reds. Fair enough.
2: So you got India at second. I think Farmer's a like a slightly above Freddie Galvis level that like can kind of get you by. Do you want to get by or do you want to compete and win? Compete and win. But the problem to me, the biggest problem has been shortstop like consistently all year. What do you mean? It's been, I think like if you're going to get rid of like, cause the player I'm like, no offense to Tyler Naquin. It's like he's an expendable piece That you can also get a good return for. Sure, I wouldn't be mad at Trevor Story. Okay, but what also? What's Trevor Story's slash line this year? Because it's been kind of underwhelming, if I'm not mistaken. Let me let me let me give
1: you something here, buddy. Okay. Let me give you some standard numbers. Okay. Okay. So far this year, in eighty-two games. Kyle Farmer is batting 223 with a 292 on base percentage with a 343 slugging, a 636 OPS with a 65 OPS plus. Okay. What is the average OPS plus in baseball? Couldn't tell you. It's a hundred. He is still well underneath that. Underneath average. I think it is still <clears throat> I mean, his he's defensively defensively been fine. You know? It's like Paul Pollyanish out there. Well not as worse. good defensively. Worse. Yeah. A worse version of Paul Yanich. <sighs> That's the other thing.
2: Is What's the stat line? Because like Trevor story, he's in the Derby. He's a good name. He's gonna he's gonna necessitate a really good return. Are
1: you sure about that? He's really? not re-signing with the Rockies. He's not re signing with the Rockies. Look what the look what they did with Nolan Arenado. They're, They're just, paying his contract to be in St. Louis. And they gave up not a crazy amount of, and not a crazy amount of, of, um, of, 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 uh, sound it out. Jesus Christ. Minor league talent. There it is. Okay. You might be saying, man, still not that great of a season considering what Trevor Story has done. He's still hitting 252 with a 324 on base percentage, 445 slugging, 769 OPS with a 101 OPS plus. If I'm not mistaken, 11 homers? Right. And he's played in 74 games. Okay. So less games. Of cr- <coughs> Yeah, man, I get it. I mean, it's not what you expect normally from Trevor's story when you look at his 2019, the last full year he had where he hit 294 with a 363 on base. Who, was an o- who had an OPS plus of 121 with 35 homers and 85 ribs.
2: I'm here for it.
1: Sure. It's not, but he's also in a contract year, and he's also still playing on a dog shit team. Yes. With very little protection. Here's where, I, here's where I'm actually going to agree with you, because I do, like, you've kind of turned me around
2: to Trevor Story. Yeah. But here's what here is I will say with, with um, Naquin, though. If you give up Naquin to a team that, like, if you give up Naquin to, like, because could to some team could be like the final piece, sure, for their outfield. But at the same time, what contending team is going to want to give up a really high quality bullpen Reliever. Arm, correct. Because that's like the nail in the coffin that could win teams the World Series. Sure. So, so a team's going to be like, no, that's a guy that's going to like shut us shut a team down in the eighth or shut a team down in the ninth, right? So I don't know if a team's going to want to give that up, especially if they're like on the cusp of the World Series.
1: Right. So you yeah. are going to have to go grave digging through the Arizona Diamondbacks, through the Pittsburgh Pirates, and Rico Rodriguez, I would love to have him. Do not get me wrong. Hopefully
2: Felipe Vazquez gets proven not guilty, so the Reds <laughs>
1: <laughs> Would love to have that. Of course. Do not get me wrong. I would kill to have that. Um, but... Are they going to trade him within the division? I say well, I will say
2: if you give up Naquin the player I would for Naquin story. I mean I mean there's going to be like like Naquin, Naquin and story going to be the two big pieces.
1: Sure, you give up Naquin plus plus some mid-level prospects.
2: Yes. So Nick Lodolo, Hunter Green, first-round draft <laughs> picks for the next 10 years. Yeah.
1: Right. You know, you're giving and up some And bats mid- and balls. Sure, and a and a couple stakes. Yes, so okay, I th- Kansas City. I, I, I think your move then is to is to go. If I mean, also, if you can go out of the, you know, I and go out of the division, you go out of the league, and you go and and you rummage through Baltimore and see what else. You know, like I like Paul Fry. Okay, I think that would be a good move. It's just tough. Looking and knowing what the big problem is and looking at this small sample size that we're dealing with now with the bullpen looking this good and deciding how to move forward the rest of this this week, you know, with going into the all star break with this four in Milwaukee and then the three afterwards is really going to be telling of where we can be. And I don't. I don't see the Cardinals getting any better. I don't see the Cubs doing anything except selling off. Oh, yeah, because if the Cubs continue to slide that they're on... They can't hit for shit. No. Everyone is just off except for Chris Bryant. Yeah, and he'll be moved. He'll be moved by the deadline, and no one's going to want a contract here for Brian. Yeah, for Brian. Yeah, and and no one's going to want Javi Baez. I think that his market value isn't as good as it was in 2019. He has just lost sight of it in 2020 and 2021. He's just a (laughs) dinger or strikeout. Yep. Um, Gina, worse somehow. (laughs) So. I think the move, then, is you You got to find a way to get story. It is still an upgrade at a position that is still below league average. Yes. So that is the best way and the most impactful way to fix your team at this point.
2: Exactly. The one issue, though, is then you now have a downgrade from Naquin to Shogo. Uh, Shogo's
1: looked good, man. Shogo, I mean, yesterday. I mean, it's a
2: slight downgrade. It's like, would you rather have Naquin and Farmer... Or story and show go. Like story
1: and show go. Easily. Yeah, and then you get Naquin, then you send some other pieces. So... Maybe a draft pick? You can't s- trade draft picks. So, you you know, I would trade... Oh, this like, is in the
2: NFL, I forgot.
1: No, I would trade, like, Reese Hines, and I would just... Did I bite do, my lip? Do you think he re-signs? <laughs> 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 okay, all right. <laughs> so that's what I would do moving forward I'm excited to see what happens the rest of the week I'm excited to see how this game wraps up but overall uh, this was great let's round third and head for home can we talk about one more thing for the Reds hit me
2: there was a certain home run on Monday where um, a certain eulogy was being given
1: oh yes we didn't even talk about this can we Let's hit it, baby. Let's fucking do it, man. Dude, Nick Castellanos has the best timing in Kansas City ever. It's the best.
2: Yes. And the beat, uh, like, because you sent me, because, like, I had a running joke that annoyed the piss out of Billy, where I sent a picture of Tom Rennerman's sad face every time Castellanos homered this year. <laughs> it was so funny. That stopped after, like, three homers, and Billy was like, knock it off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just feel my phone. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs>
2: But then Billy sent me that picture. I was like, oh, yeah, they're playing in Kansas City. Oh, yeah, Castellanos homered. I had perfect timing for it. But then I and then you sent me that tweet of how Kansas City was eulogizing some World War II veteran.
1: Oh, and then Castellanos just hits it deep in the left center field.
2: Yes, a drive into deep left center field. I think the Kansas City broadcasters, one, knew... Like, oh, God, we're going to have another Brenneman moment,
0: aren't
2: we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, shit. Oh, God, come on. And then they knew it was like, oh, yeah, you never want to see this. Right. But also, I was thinking about this, too. Is like, that's only funny if it happens, if the home runs in Kansas City happen in the order that they did. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was, if it goes World War Two veteran, then Tom Brenneman. Of course. I don't think it's a meme. No. But if it's the one that's lampooned first, then it gets lampooned again. Right. So I think it's only a meme if it happens in that order. And also, I think I sent this to you. Did you see um, what happened on the day Nick Castellanos' first professional home run?
1: Oh, what was it? Oh, bin Laden got assassinated. Yeah,
2: Bin Laden was killed on the same day as Nick Castellanos' first uh, professional home run for, I believe, the Fort Wayne Tin
1: Caps? Probably. Probably.
2: Yeah, uh, me and Seymour got to walk through their stadium when we did Let's Fest a
1: few years ago. Oh, nice! It's it's really cool. It's like right in the middle of their downtown. That's awesome. It's fucking dope, dude. So, um, also with Nick crawl coming out and saying if the Reds are in a position um, where the team, where they, the front office needs to be aggressive, they will. So enough that uh, enough uh, from them that is reassuring to let us know they will actually do something. So let's round third and head for home. So, uh, what do you have to plug, good sir?
2: Uh, You can follow uh, Listen to Fuck You Like the Bengals On all streaming platforms Uh, I'm gonna plug a couple shows I got uh, This Saturday July 10th I will be at Wooden Cask Brewing Nice Harrison Tweed is coming in From Raleigh, North Carolina He's gonna be running his hour I think Chris Seamer's Gonna be on that show Who's running that show? I think um, Well Rudick gave me the connection Nice So Mainly because I have A speaker (laughs) It's like hey (laughs) This guy does well on I me. Mean, he has sound equipment. Oh, oh. Put him up. Yes. I'll do 10 minutes and I'll do that show. Um, other than that, no other shows right now.
1: Nice. I'll just be at mics and shit. Bill, what do you have to plug? Um, what do I have to plug? Um, July 29th at High Grain Brewing, we have a absolutely epic stacked lineup for you. I have heard
2: some previews. Uh,
1: We've got on the show, it's me, Lee, uh, Osha Dwyer, Mark Shalafu, Josh Sneed, and Manny McKelvey from Lexington. I just did a show
2: with her. Um... And I'll talk about this on the pod, I talk about this. I haven't talked about this yet on Fuck You yet, but I just did a show with her in Cloverdale, Indiana.
1: Oh, yeah. You told me about that. That's a, that's oh, a fun story. So
2: I literally performed for
1: a rows of golf carts. Hell, yeah. It was insane. But that's the big date I have coming up at the moment. Always come <coughs> to the Hub open mic on Mondays. Five, uh, Five Points Park every first and third Tuesday, so definitely check that out. But the big one they put on the calendar is... Laughs and drafts at High Green Brewing. Tickets are on sale now. So go and swoop them up before they disappear. So good. So uh, thank you for coming on the pod. I appreciate Dude, it. Thank
2: you for having me. I'm finally glad I got to talk talk some baseball because Lloyd hates, and, as I quote, the ball with the stick game. <laughs> he hates it. And I can finally talk about baseball.
1: Yes. It's
2: very nice I to have I got to show yeah. you my ball. Alicia, I'm showing you the ball later. So right on.
1: Well, thank you for coming. I appreciate it.
2: Yep. And Thank you so much for having me. Always
1: love you. Oh, I love you too, buddy. So uh, as always, go Red lights. Stay nasty.
3: Hi, dude. Yeah, they don't do that anymore.
1: He's done for, it twice this year.
3: Yeah. Well, and it rains a lot at this time of year. I mean, it's Midwest. You know, it's like it rains at five o'clock every day. You right. You know, and that's kind of how it works out here. And so you kind of got to get used to that if if you're uh, you're a you're sure. a Midwest b- ball player. Um, I will say this, too, about that Hendricks game that you're going to is the Reds, they do pretty well against Hendricks. They've seen him a lot. And, uh, like, uh, Joey Fado, for example, batting 367 with three home runs, 30 at bats. You know, it's like, uh, you know, Eugenio Suarez with two dogs. Aristides Aquino, who won't be there, but he's got two dogs the too. Like, <laughs> in his only at bats throw- against Hendo.
1: Throw out anything you think about with Gino and those numbers. He has completely lost it. I think the guy needs to get
3: LASIK surgery. All right. So he's just done. But you guys overall, 196 plate appearances, and you're batting uh, 300, OBP of 381, 506 slugging for an overall 8, in 196 plate appearances, an OPS of 887. Yeah. So, do not be scared. The Reds are not scared of Kyle Hendricks. No, at all.
1: And uh, I, I don't think we're scared of anybody at that point in the going up this weekend.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, we're not throwing really too much at you. I mean, Alec Mills. He's uh, basically uh, Kyle Hendricks. No, he's Zach Davies light. So, uh, yes. so if if Zach Davies is Kyle Hendricks light. Then Alec Mills is Zach Davies like. So like <laughs> we're just like we have the slowest velocity of any starting staff in the major leagues. Yes, and we don't pitch deep into games, which is counterintuitive because you think they're not throwing hard, so they could go longer, <laughs> but they don't. And our bullpen's starting to get exposed. Like the the wheels are coming off, um, and you know we've had some injuries to, to the starters. We have no depth. Right. Adbert Alzolay is a rookie. He throws the fastest of anybody on the team, and it's really not that fast considerably. No, uh, considering everybody else, so it's like ninety. He'll give you ninety-five at the top, right? Well, his D doesn't sit there though.
1: So you're just what you're saying is your starting rotation is just Russian nesting dolls inside of each other, pretty much that can't that just throw zero gas.
3: Yeah, none at all. It's all finesse, and if they don't have finesse, it's just a meatball.
1: Oh God! And at the ballpark, it's going to be hot and humid and the balls will be flying so yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the weekend i'm excited to hang out with you that's going to be
3: awesome um but yeah uh, i'm excited to see your show on saturday night at the chameleon
1: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do you uh do you have anything let's round third and head for home you got anything you want to plug
3: uh well if you want to listen to a stupid cubs podcast you can <laughs> i mean it's a son ranto show is uh but I have a band that I think that there, there's enough. It's pretty Cub-centric uh, rock band. We just released an album, self-titled uh, "The Bleacher Bum Band." Bleacher Bum Band. You can find it on Spotify. But we've got a song called "Rob Manfred Hates Baseball," it's so which good. I believe, which I believe <laughs> that most uh, baseball fans can enjoy. Um, and there's some more Cub-centric stuff, but like not really Cub-centric. Like we got like no fighting in the bleachers. It's a good, like punk rock band album and stuff. And. Uh, you know, but most of the songs are Cub-centric, but, you know, I got a song, like, even though you might, like, not, you, you know, have a, a boyhood full of Harry Carey memories like I do, you know? Sure. I've got a song called Harry Lives on the, in the Taps, which is actually a song about how Harry Carey had an idea in 1987 in, to save money, in which uh, what you take is the recycled trough juice from the bleachers. And you just pump that back into the taps, and then and that be, and then you sell that as Budweiser because it's, <laughs> you yeah you, you cool it off. So it's a song called "Harry Lives Out in the Taps." It's a good rockability rocker. I think people enjoy that one too. So it's like you know it's not really just like the raw rock Cubs songs. I'm a I'm a comedy musician and not a uh, I'm a realistic Cubs fan. Yeah, like I'm not gonna you know, blow sunshine up your ass like right. some Cubs fans with you know, with the tags on it, your ballpark, you know. Right. You know, I'm I'm not them. I'm I'm no bandwagoner. I'm I'm, I'm deep in the game. I'm deep in the game, people. It's, You're I'm locked deep in, in the system. I'm yeah. locked
1: in. Well, I have many Marty Brenneman memories, so I'm, I'm with you. Um, but he was not as drunk as Harry Carey, which is a bummer. Um,
3: yeah. So for me... I, I, I got a few Tom Brenneman memories. Oh, I've got one that sticks out. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's one really good one.
1: Yeah, thank God I was thousands of miles away for that one. I was in Yellowstone National Park, and I get a phone call... From Alicia like did you hear what happened I'm like no and then she sent me the clip and I went oh my god he's
3: fired yeah. finally he's done
1: yeah um, <laughs>
3: that's, that's <a> <laughs> god it was like mm. well when, when, I tu- when I heard him talking about that place and I know people that are listening to the show I won't say it but like the people that are listening to that show know exactly what he said yes. and I was like like that place sounds wonderful. <laughs> I, would, I would love to go to that place he's speaking of. Uh, that we, sounds like a good party. It sounds
1: like a great time because I love hanging out in Boys Town. That's a great exactly. part of
3: Chicago. Exactly. Exactly. I want to go to that place. I want to go to that city. I want to go to that capital. Uh, yeah, I'll go to that capital. <laughs> that sounds like the capital of fun.
1: <laughs> the fun capital of the world. Um, uh-huh. So we when, we when that happened, we were guessing my buddy and i jake who i was on that road trip with we were guessing what tom was trying to say and we decided he was talking about columbus (laughs) i've been to columbus and i think you're wrong columbus actually are you ready for this columbus has the second largest gay population in the united states behind san francisco
3: get out of town
1: yeah
3: not where i was no. I was by the football stadium, like apparently not oh, that, over there.
1: Oh no, yeah. no, no. You need to go downtown. Uh, get away from where I I mean, I don't know a whole lot of, of uh of, of, of gay men. I just don't think that they would prefer to hang out at the horseshoe and watch Yeah, not so much and watch college football.
3: Yeah, not really, and they didn't come see my band either. So maybe one guy, <laughs> maybe one. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, no, Columbus, Columbus is an awesome town, and, and people don't understand how big it is. Like people don't massive. understand it. it's like the like it's bigger than Cincinnati. It's huge. It has it's it's a larger population than Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, it's it's massive, and um, I forget there's a large company moving up there to start. Oh, it's Facebook is moving and start and having offices in Columbus now. So that's a huge get for that city. Um, This weekend, come see me at Chameleon. I will be at Chameleon and Northside Friday and Saturday. Shows at 7 and 9 o'clock be there it's gonna be so fun um i have luke fagenbush opening for me he's fantastic he's one of my favorites uh i take him with me wherever i can uh i've got Mohammed patel flying in from iowa to do spots for the whole weekend i'm very excited for that um followed by hannah youngholm she's a newer comic she's been working very hard who's also she has gotten a lot better and she deserves opportunities like this to keep growing and um and, and then we also have other people sprinkled throughout the weekend. That will be a great time, and I will be headlining. So 7 to 9 o'clock, it's going to be an absolute blast. And then Saturday at 2 o'clock, I will be doing Grotto Fest at the Comet. It is a all-day comedy festival happening at the Comet in uh, inside and out back. Um, so go do that during the day, and then come see me at night. And then after those shows, we'll all go up to the Comet, and we'll just egg them for Booking a festival <laughs> on my headlining weekend. So, and then Tuesday we have Five Points Park Showcase hosted by me and John Holmes. That's going to be a very good show that I have yet to book all the way out yet because I've been focused on this weekend. And I was out of town in Florida, which I will talk to you about next week when Lee returns. So I'll, I'll
3: play it. I'll play it for you. I, I'll, I'll go out there with an acoustic guitar, sing some funny songs. I got a I got a song called Ghost Leg about an amputee that can still feel his limb. I got a song uh, about my ex girlfriend's sister about how she's hotter than my ex girlfriend. Oh, that, that, I kill. I'll
1: kill. <laughs> yeah, stick around an extra day and come do my show. It'll be great. <laughs> well, Danny, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it.
3: Yeah, man. It's, it, you know, I, I love this like, network of uh, comedians and musicians and artists that have baseball podcasts. Because it's, it's, it's just really neat. I was talking to, I mentioned him earlier, Joe Kilgallen, another very funny comedian, uh, that, you know, I'm like, we have to have a network of comedians. like all 30 teams, and, you know, just like we all got each other's numbers in the Rolodex, so we could all call each other up. Before the next series, like hey, you want to do a podcast, And then if you know if they can't do it, then there's another guy who's also a fan because there are plenty of us, right? That are degenerate baseball fans <laughs> that also do comedy and rock and roll and the whole thing. You know, uh, all the performance things, actors, and you know a lot of talented people that are baseball fans too that that do this kind of thing. And I just I just think it's great when we can po- pro- cross pollinate. Yes, a situation like this, and uh, and and uh, and and also like. Agree that the Cardinals are the worst baseball team. That and they should really St. Louis should be actually um, expelled from the union at some point uh, soon if we want to save our uh, republic. they the, the fans are agreeing with you. They're loving thank you. everything. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. You earned um, it. But but yeah, I mean, it is, at least we can agree on this um like my cardinal fan friend dennis like he's lucky he's handsome really because otherwise i would have torn his face off already (laughs) just from the smug you know attitude that he has at all time but he's way too handsome to to hurt so um no dude i love all this stuff it's absolutely a pleasure to talk to you be on your show for you to be on my show and we'll keep doing it as long as we're alive
1: yes forever so yes, forever. I
3: live forever. Forever.
1: So, thank you to Sports Drink for having us. You've been so so wonderful. Uh, thank you to Spotify Green Room and thank you to Kansas City Steak Company. Send me meats. I'm still waiting for my meats. I have the big green egg. I'm ready. Let's go. Um, and thanks to Danny for coming on. And um, as always, go red legs and yeah, stay nasty. No,
0: Explore more stories like Shayna's at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies.